and they say Catholics don't read the Bible. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, good evening. This is the night. This is the night prohibited from saying Alleluia once for 40 straight days. We said it about 40 straight times. We had over an hour of the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ proclaimed to us in succession. Truly, at the end of John's Gospel, it says that if all the events that our Lord accomplished in the world to be written down, the world would not be able to contain the books that would be filled. And so we had a smattering. But that collection of the Word of God, that smattering, that one long but beautiful story can all be encapsulated, I think, briefly. At the beginning of John's Gospel, he wrote, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The word of God has always been in him was life always, and always his life brought light. The darkness has frequently arisen to challenge the light, but always the light shines on. The word of God which brings light and life has been in our world from the beginning. Though it's gone by various names, and appeared in different figures, forms, and likenesses. On the very first day, you heard it here a little while ago, on the first day, God said, God spoke the word. He said, and the word spoke into existence, into being. The light was separated from darkness, day from night, land from sea and sky, all manner of life came, and it was good. No obstacle could hold back the word. But darkness rose to challenge the light. When mankind ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he divorced himself aggressively from the word. He broke trust, broke relationship, and God kicked him out of the garden, mercifully, quickly, before he could eat from the tree of life, which would cause him to live forever, but to live forever just as he was, alone and corrupt and abominable. But still the light shone on, the darkness did not overcome it. Later, the same word of God was spoken to Abraham to make a covenant, 
That's a, a new family, a new relationship, bigger, better than the broken one of the past. He called to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a holocaust. Oh, Abraham had longed for a son. It was his greatest desire, and his child, Isaac, was the light of his life. But God told him to go to Moriah. So Abraham listened. Isaac, who ancient Jewish and early Christian historians attest, would have been not a boy, but a young man in his late 20s or early 30s, followed the will of his father. Isaac was strong. He was strong enough to carry wood up a mountain. And not just a little wood, not just a couple sticks like the fire we had outside at the beginning of this Mass. It was wood enough to engulf his entire body in flames. He was strong. He was strong and he was not dumb. Father, Isaac said. Yes, son, he replied. Isaac continued, here are the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Son, Abraham answered, God will provide himself the lamb for the sacrifice. And once again, the word of God appeared. This time in Isaac, a young man, an only son, a beloved son, carrying wood for sacrifice up a mountain where he offered himself to be bound, laid on the wood, and delivered to his father's will. Now, hey, y'all, this has been a long mass so far, but does that story sound familiar? Abraham's faith is noticed, and as the angel of God stays his hand, God provides himself the lamb, a ram with its horns caught in the thicket, a wreath of thorns wrapped around his head, an offering made in place of the young man, Isaac. After years of blessing from Abraham to his son Isaac, Isaac to his son Jacob, Jacob to his many sons who made their way down to Egypt, yet again the darkness rose to challenge the light. But again, the word of God spoke. Moses led God's family to the Red Sea. But, hey, be sure, their situation was perilous with the sea to their front and an army of darkness plunging on top of them, behind them. But Moses spoke with confidence. Fear not, stand firm and see the salvation the Lord will work for you today. For the Egyptians that you see today, 
you shall never see again. The word of God appeared again, this time in the form of a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire, lighting up the night, splitting the sea, and leading slaves to freedom. The light shone on. Again and again, Israel departed from God, letting darkness arise, not just in the story, in their hearts. But the light shone on. God made promises through Isaiah this evening. We heard God's word. Thus says the Lord, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come, come, receive grain and eat. Come without paying, without cost. Drink wine and milk. Why, why would you spend your money for what doesn't satisfy, what's not bread? Heed me, heed me, and you shall eat well. You shall delight in rich fare. I will renew with you the everlasting covenant. Yes, the covenant, the promise that no matter what went wrong before, humanity might be wed to the divine. Our ills may be remedied. Our brokenness may be put back together again. Our dead might rise, and we might have a home, a family to call our own, a promise that we might again live in the light. Isaiah continues, and the word of God appears again. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. My word shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. This the word did. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father. The word was known as Jesus, and for 33 years he actually walked on our earth and breathed our air and appeared as one of us. But it didn't take long for the darkness to rise again to the challenge. People began to suspect that he was abnormal. He came to his own, and his own received him not. Refusing to conform or, uh, or deviate against the will of the Father, Jesus, the Word, revealed to us that he had always been here. Like Isaac, he is the only son, 
the beloved son who carried wood up a mountain, offered himself to be bound and laid on the wood for sacrifice. He is the lamb with thorns wrapped around his head. He is the pillar of fire that led God's people through water from slavery and sin to freedom and promise. He is the fruit from the tree of life that man forfeited in the beginning. Fruit such that if you eat of it, you will live forever. He is the word and he is the light. And as often as darkness tried to overcome the light, it couldn't do it. It can not do it. You hear me? You understand? Hey, let me ask you a question. How do you add darkness to a room? When you pump it in? You funnel like a fog machine? Flip a switch and all the dark goes on. No, you can't add darkness to a thing. The only way to add darkness is to take away light. Darkness is not a thing. It doesn't exist. It's merely an absence. It's a word you use to describe when something else is gone. And as long as the light shines, the darkness cannot be revealed. Christ showed this to us in the darkest moment of human history, the cross. In that moment, so dark, the light kept shining. Whatever darkness you may know, it cannot rise against the light. This is our story. This is the night. The Jews on the Feast of Passover had a custom. At a particular part of the meal, a young Jewish child was instructed to ask the father of the household, Father, why is this night different from every other night? And the father would ritually answer, Because, my son, once we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord God brought us out from there by a mighty and outstretched arm. Did you catch that? The father didn't say, well, uh, how do I explain this? A uh, long time ago, you can count the years of, uh, some hundreds of years ago, we were slaves. Well, we weren't. Someone else was slaves. That's not what he said. He didn't separate the event from himself. The Jews celebrated Passover every year as if they were there themselves, as if their feet were still caked in mud from crossing the Red Sea. They celebrated the feast as if they were the ones who were actually saved, because do you know why? because they were the ones who were actually saved. 
That's the way we celebrate this night. This Mass that we are in the midst of celebrating, all the readings, all the fire, all the lights, all the singing, all of it is not a past event. Tonight, we turn and recognize God's saving events from all time as events that happen to us, for us. In order to make that more clear, brothers and sisters, I beg your indulgence for a moment as I speak now to our catechumens, soon to be brothers and sisters as they're soon to enter into the covenant, and to those who will be confirmed, receiving the fullness of belonging to this family. My dear friends, like all of us, like me, you were born into sin, and now you are saved by the word. In a few moments, you will find yourself in front of that font for baptism, our own Red Sea. On one side of the font, you will be slaves, but fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation the Lord will work for you today. Again, the pillar of fire will lead you, sanctifying the waters so that you can cross through to freedom on the other side safely. Tonight, Christ will offer himself, the only Son, the beloved Son of the Father. He will carry and mount the wood for the offering. He will be the lamb in your place. Tonight, you will receive from that offering Christ's body and blood, the fruit from the tree of life. You will eat it so that you may live forever. Tonight you will receive the Spirit so that full of the strength proper to a son or a daughter of God, you can give him glory and pass that faith on the same way you pass light on from one to another. Remember this night, remember this night as a night of rebirth. Brothers and sisters, all of us, in the midst of our darkened world, where darkness constantly rises to challenge the shining of the light, tonight the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Amen.